good evening. Welcome to another episode of Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Welcome to my home here in a very blustery and a very windy Lime Bay. It's a funny thing. It's been very windy, but we have had lots of clear blue sky and sunshine, which is always nice. But you don't want to be out in it because it's flipping cold. George and I had a little spot of lunch today at our local favourite little cafe. And the nice thing is about it, we can take Lola with us. So Lola was over the moon to be able to come along and have, well, she didn't have any lunch because they didn't have any treats in, unfortunately. They were out of doggy treats, but she's promised she's going to get some more in for me for next time we come. A huge thank you for joining me once again for our regular Wednesday night visit to those dusty studio archives of old-time radio shows right here at my home on the south coast of the United Kingdom. I'm Brett, I'm your host for our nighttime podcast. Welcome to another episode. I've got Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Go and check them out. They're all called Brett's All-Time Radio Show. And look, we've got a supporter page. Patreon.com forward slash Brett's All-Time Radio Show. Time now, though, for another adventure with Rocky Jordan. This one was first broadcast on the 5th of February, 1950. It's called The Return of Tony. Sunday is a big day on CBS. Still waiting in the wings to bring you a variety of entertainment are Rocky Jordan, Horace Height, R. Miss Brooks, Joe Stafford and Harry Babbitt, The Whistler and Red Skelton. Now Del Monte Foods brings you a world of adventure with Rocky Jordan. This is the Café Tambourine? That's what the sign says out front. You are Rocky Jordan? Yeah, who are you? They call me Kybir. Arabic, meaning big. You sure live up to your name, Kybir. And who's your chum? Hawk. Let's have that again. Hawk. Arabic, meaning brother. Okay, what's it about? What are you doing here? We come to watch. Watch what? You, Mr. Jordan. Oh, sorry, I don't put on a floor show. Now look, Kybir and... Uh... Hawk. Is that all he can say? He talks little, but he watches well. All right, I'll go along with the gag. You're going to watch me. And exactly what am I going to do that's worth watching? You, Mr. Jordan, are going to help make right a great wrong. Right a wrong, huh? And until you do, we sit at that table and watch. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Yes, Del Monte... The best-liked brand of canned fruits and vegetables in the whole wide world takes you now to the Café Tambourine for another adventure with Rocky Jordan. The Café Tambourine in Cairo, gateway to the ancient east, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity. Tonight's Rocky Jordan story... The Return of Tony... That was the beginning when two Sahara Huskies planted themselves at a table in my tambourine, explaining that they'd come to watch me. They just sat there, never taking their eyes off me. Then I had another visitor. He didn't belong in a place like my cafe, either. He was native, shabby, and small, except for his ears. His name was Arnab, Arabic meaning rabbit. Ah, a most delightful good morning, Jordan, sir. Sure, Arnab, but the seats are for the customers. As you say, Effendi, for the customers. Serve me now, sir. Just what do you want? Why, the arak, perhaps. A double, of course. Of course. I will say when. I'll bet you will. When? Ah, now we are living. 
Here is looking toward you, Effendi. Hold it, Arnab. Ten piastres comes first. And I will pay. There you are. A five-dollar bill, American. Huh? And keep the change, my good gentleman. Now look, suppose we cut the act. No matter what else you may be, you're a good Muslim, and no good Muslim ever took a drink. Now, what's it about? So, you choose to insult a good customer. Very well, I will take my business to elsewhere. Arnav hadn't touched his drink, and the bill still lay on the counter. I grabbed it, figuring to cut him off at the door. That's when I saw something else. A folded slip of paper he placed carefully under the bill. I let Arnav go and had a look. It was a note in a woman's handwriting, and it read, Dear Rocky, I'm in desperate need of your help. Please, if I ever meant anything to you, come at once. It was the name below that meant something. Tony Sherwood. And without even saying goodbye to my two watchers, I was out front catching a taxi. Tony Sherwood. I'd known her first in Istanbul and then in Cairo. A newspaper reporter and a good one. We'd seen a lot of each other and it could have gone on, but I knew my life wasn't for her. In St. Louis, it might have worked, but this was Cairo, and I didn't know if I was ever going home. Tony had left Egypt almost two years ago. We both knew why. But now she was back, and the note meant trouble. There was no address, but the letterhead said Shepherd's Hotel. Ten minutes later, I was in the lobby. My friend Archie was behind the desk. Well, Rocky, old boy. Hello, Archie. Let's have the room number of Miss Tony Sherwood, huh? With all possible speed. Sherwood, 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 I say, Rocky, are you sure she gave her right name? There's no mistake. Why? Oh, we have no Sherwood registered here. <laughs> Begins to look as though you've been jilted, old boy. I moved over to the phone and called the airport and had them check the manifests of incoming passengers. And I got a quick answer. Tony Sherwood landed at 5.30 that morning by TWA from Algiers. Then I remembered the big act Arnab had put on bringing me the note and what Kyber had said about me writing a great wrong. And I knew this was something for the police. Only I didn't get to Captain Sabaya. Sergeant Greco was there. The Captain Sabaya is much too busy with important matters. I am in full charge, Mr. All right, all right, Greco. It's about Tony Sherwood. You remember her? My memory rarely fails me. What about her? She's back. Somewhere in Cairo. You and Sam are going to help me find her. Indeed. Your quest for a lady is hardly a matter for the Cairo police. You got it wrong, Greco. She's disappeared. She's in trouble. Here, have a look at this note she sent me. It'll tell you. Oh, so. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Feelings for you are made quite obvious, Mr. Jordan. There's more than that, Grego. Then why does the message not say so? Tony wouldn't send for me like this unless it was something big. Now, where do I get to Sam? I repeat that he is not here. His entire day is taken directing the guard for the ceremonies attending the return to Cairo of Milad Jaeger. Jaeger? The big humanitarian? Leader for world peace? What would he need a guard for? Because he is a man of importance. How? Now, I suggest that you take your game of hide-and-seek elsewhere. Is that clear, Mr. George? Sure, Greco. I shouldn't have wasted my breath. Well, there was one character who had some answers. Arnab the rabbit who brought me Tony's note. I found his address, a wooden termite nest that should have been condemned before King Tut. Arnab's room was on the third floor... I had to watch my footing on the rotten steps, and I took it slow. In a place like this, I get to imagining things. But just as I hit the first landing, I knew this time it was real. No! No! I bet you're not asleep! No! 
It was Arnab's voice from above, and I went up the steps three at a time. My foot went through a bad one, and it slowed me down. As I made the third floor, I heard footsteps climbing down the back way, and they were going fast. Arnab's door swung open, and I went in, sure of what I'd find. The room was in a shambles with signs of a fight everywhere. But Arnab was gone. Police headquarters, Sergeant Greco speaking. Greco, put Sam on. Mr. Chosen, I have told you the competent supplier is with Milad Yeager. Get him, will you? I am quite sure he is no more interested in your amours than I am. If this concerns Miss Tori Sherwood. You've got another one to look for now. Arnab. And who is he? He's the guy who brought Tony's message. He's gone, too. I shall convey your report to the Bureau of Missing Persons. Is that quite all, Mr. Jones? Ah, forget it, Gregor. I'll find her myself. It was all up to me. So I was off again, wandering Cairo. I spent all afternoon going to places Tony might have been. It seemed she'd vanished like a desert mirage at sunset. Finally, I was standing in front of a little cafe on the Nile Drive where Tony and I had used to drop in. And again, I wondered if I really wanted to see her, except to know she was alive. I found myself inside the door. That's when I thought I was imagining things again. But she was real. Tony Sherwood, the same soft red hair, the same slender, intense face. She was there. Calmly munching his sandwich and sipping coffee. Rocky! Hello, Tony. Is that all you're going to say? Oh, it's been... It's been quite a while. Almost two years. Rocky, why are you looking at me like that? Just trying to understand, that's all. Understand? Why I went away? You knew as well as I did. You don't have to talk about it, do we? Oh, it's not that. It's something else. Why are you here now? I'm still a newspaper gal, Rocky. I didn't have to give that up, too. An assignment? What kind? Wouldn't you know? I'm a woman, so naturally they don't give me the big stuff. My specialty is romance. <laughs> That's a laugh. Tony... In Switzerland, it's reading Ollie's baby. In Algiers, it's the wedding of Sheikh Ahmed Ben Maluki. In Cairo, what else? King Farouk's latest romance. Read all about it. Tony Sherwood sees all... Tony, the why did you send for me? Why did I... Why did I send for you? Yeah, this note. It... Rocky, I didn't write this note. You didn't write it? No, I swear I didn't. There's something more, isn't there? More reason than the king's romance that brought you back to Cairo. Rocky, listen, I... Tell me, Tony. Yes, Rocky, there is something more. Much more important, but... Somebody might hear us. I, I can't tell you here. Then come on. Let's go where you can. We got out to the sidewalk looking for a taxi, but another car was at the curb. The driver's face was turned the other way. I caught the glint of his gold cufflinks, but nothing more, because just then the back door swung open and two men were out. Who else but my two watchers, Kyber and Hart? Only now they were busier. Into the car, madame, and quickly. No, no, Rocky, help me. Kyber dragged it toward the car as his brother hooked in my path. I swung with everything I had. He just stood there, so I swung again. It was like punching a stuffed elephant. I suddenly twisted past him and was half inside the car when the lightning struck with a judo cut from behind. I hit the sidewalk and the ringing in my ears mixed with the roar of a motor car. When I opened my eyes, the car and Tony were gone. Only her purse lay on the sidewalk, the contents scattered around. 
The little date book lay half open. As I picked it up, I noticed a notation on the front sheet that made me think Sam might be in the case after all. It said, Jaeger, 9 p.m. But I was thinking about something else. It was all clear now. Me, the finger man, who'd done just what somebody had wanted me to do. Let him write to Tony Sherwood. Del Monte Foods is presenting tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. Friends, do you know how good catsup really can be? Next time you're shopping, tomorrow, say, buy a bottle of Del Monte catsup. Then when you get home, pour some on that hamburger sandwich you're just fixing for lunch. See the bright red color. Why, it makes you hungry just to look at it. Notice the fragrance of those delicious spices. Then taste the rich spiced tomato flavor. Tangy, zesty, just the way a good catsup should taste. Yes, Larry, I know I can always count on Del Monte catsup to please the men folks. There just seems to be something special about Del Monte catsup men like. Ladies, there are many special things about Del Monte catsup to please a man. But first and foremost among these is pineapple vinegar. That sparkling, superlatively fine vinegar that gives Del Monte catsup such lively flavor. And don't forget, Del Monte catsup is the only catsup made with pineapple vinegar. And as a housewife, its price is important to me, too. Del Monte catsup, you know, costs less than many other quality brands. Why not try this big treat in catsup enjoyment? Buy Del Monte catsup tomorrow. And now we take you back to Cairo and tonight's Rocky Jordan story, The Return of Tony. Well, one thing was clear now. I'd been sent to find Tony, only for someone else. Now she was in their hands, and I alone was to blame. So I had to find her again. This time it wouldn't be so easy. Anyhow, I knew a kidnap was something to open Sam's eyes, so I got straight to headquarters. Sam was there this time. And rest assured that this will be given... Sam, I gotta see you. Jordan, can you not see that I'm occupied? I'm leaving, Captain Sabaya. There's nothing more I can say for now. Very well, Mr. Yeager. Yeager, did you say? Yes. Uh, Mr. Yeager, this is Mr. Jordan. A pleasure, Mr. Jordan. Yeah, we got a mutual friend, Tony Sherwood. Sherwood? Uh, There are so many people. Yeah, sure. Captain, I shall depend on you then about this uh, matter. As you say, Mr. Yeager, as you say. I hardly need repeat the urgency. Until tonight, then. Goodbye, Captain. Goodbye. Mr. Jordan. Jordan, will you kindly explain to me what this is about? So Grego didn't tell you. Tell me what? About Tony Sherwood. She's been kidnapped. Tony Sherwood... When did this occur? Less than half an hour ago, down on the Nile Drive. Big brother act named Kybir and Hawk dragged her into a car. Somebody else was there, but I didn't get a look. Are you going to do something, Sam? Abduction is certainly an affair for the police. Well, let's start with Jaeger. Milad Jaeger, Jordan? I got the feeling he was putting some kind of pressure on you. There could be no possible connection. Now, look. Look at the state book that dropped out of Tony's purse. Jaeger. 9 p.m. Not surprising, Jordan. Being a newspaper woman, she was undoubtedly to cover the reception in Mr. Yeager's home. You, of course, know who he is. Oh, sure. Humanitarian peace leader. When did he get home? At 5.30 this morning from Algiers. 
Jordan, do you not read the papers? Well, I've been a little busy. Look here. His picture, all about him here on the front page. Mm-hmm. Who are the others? The uh, good-looking lady. Because, oh, she is Zelda Stanton, one of his entourage. Quite uh, wealthy, I understand. And the big guy with the mustache, uh, Stephen Vackel. Jaeger's secretary. So you see, Miss Sherwood's abduction could hardly be traced to such a thief. Yeah, maybe. Jordan, the police will act at once to find Miss Sherwood. How, however, if someone else should find her first... Meaning me, Sam? <laughs> Start placing your bets. So I was off to follow another lead I should have thought of before. The note written on Shepard's hotel stationery. There I got Archie to let me compare the handwriting in the note with signatures on the hotel register. I found one that matched. A woman's name, and it meant plenty. Zelda Stanton, a follower of humanitarian Jaeger's cause. And her room was 259. Yes? Jordan's the name, Rocky Jordan. Well, what do you want? You, uh, sent for me, Zelda. I sent for you. Oh, you sent for me, only you signed the name of Tony Sherwood. It's your handwriting. Here, look at it. What? I never saw this note before in my life. Cut it, Zelda. It's too late for that. Now, where's Tony? What have they done with her and why? Mr. Jordan, I repeat that I have not the slightest idea what you are talking about. What's it about? A shakedown on Jaeger that Tony knows about? You had to get rid of her? I... You had best go while you can. Zelda, what I is insist... going on? Stephen. Stephen, get this man out of here. Who is he? What does he want? I do not know. He, he says his name is Jordan. Get it now, Vacco? Oh, that's right, isn't it? Stephen Vacco, secretary to one Millard Jaeger. Leave this room, Mr. Jordan, at once. Oh, no, Vacco, this is too good. You weren't smart to keep on wearing them. Wearing what? What are you talking about? The gold cufflinks. You were wearing them when you and your chums kidnapped Tony Sherwood. You completely bewilder me, sir. As for the cufflinks, you will find thousands in Cairo who wear them. Yeah, but they don't tie in like you do, Vacco. You and... Zelda, drop that phone. Hello, give me the house detective at once. I was too late to stop her. A house dick and his questions would take too much time, so I ducked out and down the back way fast. Zelda and Vaco could keep. My next try was the newspaper office. It was late and the main force had gone home. But there was a guy in shirt sleeves with a press pass stuck in the band of his crumpled hat, and his feet were propped up in the editor's desk. Hiya, Mac. Dig a chair. Oh, thanks, but I'm looking for Tony Sherwood. You too, Mac? It means somebody else is looking. Phone calls all day. Boss told him to ask Rocky Jordan. Who's he? Oh, I don't know. Some crummy cafe guy. Me, I just cover the nightclubs. Hey, this uh, envelope on the desk for Miss Dunbull. It's addressed to Tony. Hey, you open everybody's mail, Mac? It's especially... It was from an Istanbul clipping bureau. There were several news items dated five years ago. All reports on the trial and conviction of a man named Stephen Hahn, embezzler. And all carrying Tony Sherwood's byline. I didn't need any more. Hey, look, I gotta use that phone. No kidding. Police headquarters, Sabaya speaking. Uh, Rocky again, Sam. Uh, Jordan, I cannot talk now. I am at this moment leaving. Just one thing about Millard Jaeger. He was pressing you about something. What's Jaeger scared of? Swindle? Embezzlement? Sam, you still there? I am here, Jordan. Thanks, Sam. That's all I wanted to know. Hey, did you ever try whistling through your hat, Scoop? No, too inconvenient. Here, let me help you. <laughs> Great kidder, ain't you, Mac? Shoving his hat over his face gave me a chance to lift his press pass. I was going to need it to get me into a big reception at the home of a large Jaeger. 
It took me half an hour to find his house in Cairo's outskirts, a mixture of the best continental and Egyptian, complete with backyard shed with the usual pigeon roost on top. The party was in full swing, and the pass got me in. Ah, Mr. Jordan, is it not? That's right, Mr. Yeager. I uh, was not aware that you were with the press. Oh, they sent me the last minute. Oh, good. I trust that you will enjoy yourself. Please make yourself at home. I moved around till I spotted Zelda Stanton with some other guests. I didn't show myself and kept looking for somebody else. Stephen Vaco. He wasn't there. I tried some other rooms. Then I stepped out the side door and stood there wondering my next move. A sudden fluttering of wings from the back caught my ear and I saw it was a bunch of pigeons flying out of their big roost. They wouldn't do that at night unless something was going on inside. I moved carefully back till I stood at a small half-open door to the shed. Inside, somebody was scratching around what looked like some filing cases with a small flashlight. I stepped in. Who is it? Jordan. Still at it, aren't you, Vaco? No, no. Hey, speak softly. The others... You wouldn't want them to know. Of course not, Vaco. Well, what is your name? Han? Stephen Han? Oh, so she told you. Yeah, Tony was going to tell me, but you grabbed her first. Where is she? Mr. Jordan, please. She is safe. Yeah, she'd better be. I swear she is all right. I had to get her out of the way to keep her quiet. Till I had a little more time. Sure. Stephen Hahn, convicted of embezzlement in Istanbul five years ago. Tony reported your trial. She saw you. Maybe you changed your looks a little since then. Grew a mustache. But she knew you. Yes. That wouldn't do, would it? Because you had more plans. Another job, Hahn? Against Millard Jaeger? A man who's trying to do something good? No, you are mistaken. Supposing we talk to Jaeger about it, huh? Mr. Jordan, please lower your voice and listen. All right, make it real fast. My name is Han, Stefan Han. I was convicted in Istanbul for embezzlement, but I was not guilty. Oh, naturally. Go on. Hear me, Mr. Jordan. I was accused of appropriating large sums of money from a world peace organization of which I was a follower. But it was not I who took the money, but the leader, Millard Jaeger. Oh, sure. His organization is a fraud, Mr. Jordan. It was skillfully arranged by certain of his intimates that I take the blame while Jaeger was off traveling the world. He'd not even seen me and was not at my trial. So what now? You fix it up for revenge? Not revenge, but only to save others from my fate. Yeah, like Kybir said, I was going to help right a great wrong. I am here only to find conclusive evidence that Melard Jaeger is operating a gigantic fraud. So all that had to wait till now, huh? Mr. Jordan, after my release from prison a year ago, I gained Jaeger's confidence and soon became his secretary. Try as I might, I could get nothing on him. I knew that Jaeger's return to his home in Cairo was my last chance. Only Tony saw you and recognized you. When, on the plane from Algiers this morning? Yes. She kept looking at me. I knew that I must stop her before she told Jaeger who I was. You lost her at the airport, so you called her paper and got my name. That's when Zelda wrote the note that sent me to find Tony for you. That means Zelda's on your side. Well, we... We are quite fond of each other. When she learned of what I was trying to do, she agreed to help me. Yeah, that leaves Arnab, who knew too much. What did you boys do with him? He is safe and well, held in a little court north of Giza. That where Tony is, too? Yes. Mr. Jordan, I wish neither her nor you any harm. But if I could make you believe that... You think the stuff in those fires will help? Well, look for yourself. It is all here. 
learn not only of Jaeger's hoax, but his plans to swindle his trusting followers again. And I'll do that. It will hardly be necessary, Mr. George. What? But, Mr. Jaeger! If you'll turn the flashlight on my hand, you'll see the gun. Raise your hands. Have your ears been burning, Jaeger? The absence of both of you from the house disturbed me. So I find you here, my trusted secretary who learns too much. And it is all true. You cannot deny it now. Need I deny anything? What is said here will soon vanish with you, both of you. Yeah, gunshots bring a lot of people. Yes, the police. Already I've warned Captain Sabaya of my danger. <laughs> I find you both here where you should not be. You attack me and I kill you. Need I say more? Jaeger was at the only door and we were trapped. My eyes searched the dark roost for some way of escape. There was nothing except a big plump pigeon perched next to my raised hand. If I could grab it and throw before the shot came... Not so, Mr. Jordan. Your thoughts hasten your... Jaeger, drop the gun! Yes, Captain Sibai. Sam, how'd you get here? Did not Mr. Jaeger himself get me assigned to protect him? Uh, yes, I did, but not here. And I... Why not? While my patrol were in front and in your house, I chose to cover the back for possible intruders. I had just stepped in here to investigate when Mr... Mr. Hahn came. The new Jordan, the new Mr. Jaeger. Need I say more? In just a moment, Rocky Jordan returns to conclude tonight's story. You know, out here in the West, where men are men and women are extra good cooks, I suppose almost everyone's heard of Del Monte tomato sauce. Heard of it? Larry, a whole generation of homemakers have cooked with it. After all, it's the original tomato sauce. That's just my point, exactly. Women know from experience they can count on it to cook rich, spiced tomato goodness into all kinds of thrifty dishes like stew, beans, or meatloaf. Actually, when so many women are honestly convinced that no other brand has ever matched Del Monte's exclusive combination of fragrant spices and ripe tomatoes... You just can't help but believe it has something special to offer in flavor. Well, it does. And since Del Monte tomato sauce costs so little compared with all your other ingredients, the important thing is to get the very best flavor every time. And that's a cooking secret that's worth plenty in anybody's kitchen. Friends, Del Monte tomato sauce costs only a few cents a can. Yet its dependable quality and flavor offers you all kinds of help. Why ever risk disappointment? Be sure you get Del Monte tomato sauce. Back now to Rocky Jordan for the conclusion of tonight's story. Well, Sam and his boys bundled everybody concerned down to headquarters. Stephen and Zelda had some questions to answer about Tony's abduction, but neither of them had much to worry about. Me, I caught a taxi the quickest way out of the court north of Giza. Kybir and his brother Hawk were there guarding the door, but when I told them what had happened, they faded into the night. Tony and little Arnab were inside and safe. I put Arnab in the taxi for home, and Tony and I hired a horse-drawn Gary back to Cairo. What are you thinking about, Rocky? Oh, you've got your story. It's a big one. You got it for me. <laughs> Just like old times. Old times. Yeah. Today's the way it always was. Oh, but I didn't mean it that way. Danger, violence. That's all you'd ever find with me, Tony. And don't ask me why. I never did ask. It's not for you. 
What you want is a home, a quiet one, not like this. You always did tell me what I wanted. Why couldn't I ever decide? You would decide, Tony, but too late. Can't you see it really wouldn't work? Please. We're at it again, aren't we? Yeah, we won't talk about it anymore. That's better. Anyhow, we can see each other while you're in Cairo. He won't be too busy for that. Rocky. Yeah? Yeah, I'm so terribly fed up with everything. Chasing all over the continent after nothing. I'm going home, Rocky. Home? Home. St. Louis. Yeah, that's something you want. Don't we both? It's snowing there now. Maybe the lake at Forest Park has frozen over. Yeah, and I'll bet they blocked off Hastings Hill for the bobsled. <laughs> no river excursion boat, but that can wait till summer. Oh, Rocky, why don't you ever go back? I'm sorry. I promised once I'd never ask you that again. Well, you're here to ask it. That's what counts. Yes, Rocky. I'm glad that note brought you to me this once more. <laughs> Even if I didn't send it. the finest in tomato flavor, enjoy the whole family of Del Monte tomato products. Del Monte catsup and chili sauce, Del Monte tomato sauce and tomato juice, and Del Monte whole peeled tomatoes. Remember, buy wisely. Buy for flavor. Buy Del Monte. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Rocky Jordan, written by Larry Roman and Gomer Cool, stars Jack Moyles in the title role with Jane Avello as Sam Sabaya, and is produced and directed by Cliff Howell, with original music composed and conducted by Richard Arunt. Remember, you have a date next week at the Cafe Tambourine, run by Rocky Jordan. Same time, same station. And the story is Madame Dulac's Daughter. For dessert after a hearty meal, for a sunny, inviting salad, try Del Monte Pineapple. Any style, sliced, crushed, chunks, tidbits, and for refreshment, juice, too. All with the luscious flavor of ripe, tropical fruit. Remember, Del Monte Pineapple. Larry Thor speaking. Rocky Jordan is presented over CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our latest adventure with Rocky Jordan. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with Tales of the Texas Rangers going live at 5 p.m. GMT. As I mentioned earlier, we've got a supporter page, patreon.com forward slash Brett's All Time Radio Show. But for now, thanks for listening. I'll be with you seven days a week, each and every week, and I'll see you tomorrow on Brett's All Time Radio Show. Love you. Bye.